and welcome to Dice and a Slice, the only D&D 5e podcast powered by Baked Goods. My name is Joshua Gould. I am your dungeon master, duster of cobwebs, but also a sticky finger chocolate boy. Oh. I'm joined tonight by a slice of Tsureki, an enriched Greek celebration bread that I think I made and talked about last year, but I've made it again this year. It's an Easter bread, and it's just been Easter. Let's date this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also got water with me, because you got to stay hydrated, and what can I say? I love to be a wet, wet boy. I'm sorry, I don't think we can move past sticky, chocolate-fingered whatever, because that made me, like, <laughs> gag. <laughs> of, of all the sensations, I think that having sticky hands is by far the worst. It makes me feel the most unwell. Uh, see, I used to freak out as a kid if I was in a paddling pool and a blade of grass stuck to me. Hello, I am Tom. <laughs> I am... Tom, you don't go second. Yeah, I you don't, don't go, go second. second. <laughs> it's my, this is my spotlight and I'm going to talk about the horror that is oh, grass God. sticking yeah. to your skin. I'm, I'm experiencing a different kind of horror right now. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jazz and I play Skylar and uh, today I am joined by an abundance of Lindor chocolates um, that are blood orange flavoured. It's just been super, super fancy. It has been my birthday and it was one of my Easter birthday combo presents. Easter. However, to wash that down, I am joined by my giant barbarian bottle. Nice. That's bigger than your head. It is the size of my head. It is all the water that you're meant to drink in a day. And when I drink from it, I feel like a barbarian. And I it gives me the power that I need to get through work and my general day-to-day existence. There is nothing <laughs> quite like the fresh dopamine of having a new water bottle. Like, it's mm. a special kind of joy that a new water bottle brings that is just like, yeah, yeah, this is the good stuff. I feel like I can do anything now because I have a new water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that wet. Gotta get that wet. Please, can that not be on the <laughs> It is now. Dice and a slice. Gotta, Gotta get, get that, that wet. wet. <laughs> Hello, my name is Tom and I play Bodhi Sobek and I am joined today by a lovely, I say lovely, it's an average piece of mozzarella and tomato Focaccia from Lidl. For any of our British listeners, which are most of them, let's be honest, you probably know what I'm talking about. It, it, it is what it is. Um, I couldn't find anywhere mm. nicer open. That's my life. Making do. Making do has been <laughs> has been my life. I will say, you've called this out. I've just done a little looking. 56% of our audience is UK. Only. 56. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 33 is American oh. and then there's tons of other countries but they're all like 3% sure hi I'm Alicia I play Tyler and we've already dated the podcast it was also my birthday recently and I turned 30 and so I have a slice of birthday cake and Josh made it for me it's some kind of vanilla sponge with sprinkles in it so it's kind of multicolored on the inside and Josh made white chocolate buttercream icing and he put a load of Smarties on it and it's delicious and we've had so much cake in the house because a friend also baked me a cake and then we also made brownies with the intention of taking them to my birthday party we then forgot the brownies at home so have been (laughs) feasting off enough brownies for 40 people just between the two of us slowly but surely I remember Josh's face yeah when when he he realised I was (laughs) devastated 
I had devastated no. myself. I put so much work into making vegan brownies. You Hoisted did. by your chocolate-fingered batard. By my sticky-finger batard. And hey, <laughs> if your listeners are thinking, oh, Jazz and Alicia have both had birthdays, I, I wish I'd gotten them a gift, you can leave us a tip on our Kofi if you feel like it. That'd be neat. The link is everywhere on our socials. And if you want to tip us a little money, we can eat more cake, which is really, you know... The best use of the money. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I'm inclined to believe that. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic. So, Skylar, why don't you catch us up with what happened last time? Well, Tyler had uh, gotten a message from a seagull that was actually from her mom, uh, just kind of giving her a bit of an update. And then we had a meeting about what to do next. That was predominantly the main topic of the last meeting that we had was uh, basically deciding to go to Dormus, which is the giant slash dwarven city. And so then we uh, we walked out onto the deck and we saw the corpse of the giant sea serpent getting devoured by something large and tentacly and that was just the worst. And so then I was just having bad dream after bad dream after bad dream. It all started out with me being in a swamp with my sister and her asking me for some advice. And I thought it was a really nice time until she turned into something, just something awful. And I woke up. It turned out that I was like a rat and I chewed through all of my carvings on the crow's nest, which was just devastating and then I woke up again and I was clutching my new bow but I was actually inside the mouth of a giant sea serpent and I killed it by shooting the bow and pushing out of its mouth and then they all just kind of fell apart and then I actually woke up and I was exhausted and really wanted to go back to sleep. Meanwhile a spectre walks along a beach of blackened sand calling out for his wife one of the casualties of a blast that happened decades ago. So, you are all currently on your ship. It is daytime, currently. To the port side of the ship, that's left for you landlubbers, is the huge island of Surf Isle, on which is located Dormus, and the many mountains and peaks and things like that, as well as the Cognus Forest, which Bodhi is intimately familiar with, oh, yes. and the statue, which is dedicated to the origin of love. You are heading to Dormus to find a healer of some kind to cure Skylar of his rat issue and Bodhi of his sludge issue. Tala currently not in need of any medical assistance. Whoop, whoop. Can I get perception checks from everybody, please? 13. That's a 17. 20. Um, Bodhi, you don't, you don't see this. Perfect. <laughs> Skylar from up on the crow's nest. Tala, presumably from the prow of the ship, which is where I imagine Tala spends most of her time. Mm-hmm. Standing dramatically. Almost definitely. Yeah, there's, there's the wind whipping flowing. in the hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, your eyes first, Skylar, and then Tala's latterly are caught by some movement on the island to your left. Um, and you see again these trees just sort of moving out the way of something lumbering between them. Giant, I call giant. Hang on, trees moving out of the way or trees being moved? Those are two very different things. Yeah, is this like a Lord of the Rings type setup or? But you realize that they are being moved yeah. when you see like a large bald head 
pop out from between some trees. How big? It's hard to say from the distance that you're at. Roll me a survival check, Tala. That's a 14. Um, You look at the kind of tree, you're not familiar with the island itself. Judging by the angle you're at, the distance you're from the from the island itself, mm. I mean, you are, you, there's a fair amount of water separating you and the mm-hmm. island. You reckon this head must be the size of a barrel, Ooh. at least? You notice Skylar, like you can see the head and the head sort of peering out and that there's some shoulders there. And you watch as just like a big blue hand goes on their shoulder and that hand is bigger than the head. But you don't see whose hand it is. They sort of turn slowly and lumber back into the forest. Do they look up when they turn or do they look down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look up. But we don't see anything up. All we see is a hand. Whoever's hand that is, they are still concealed by the trees. By the trees, yeah. And they're bigger than them. (laughs) I want to do a lore Role. To to what end? What are you trying to discern? I want to discern myths and legends. That'll be a history check in which case. Uh, okay, well, it's a nine, so I guess it doesn't matter. I'm just like, ooh. I think you would know that, like, there are different sizes of beings. You know, you've got halflings and humans and elves. You're aware that there are giants that are different sizes. Mm. Seeing a giant and just instinctively thinking... Ah, they could be a future threat. I think Tala will just just have a little glance at her trident because she's had word from home and her trident is a big link to her family. So I think she just kind of has a little moment to look at it. Tala, roll me an investigation check. That is not my stat. That is a 10. Tala, you, yeah, you look at your trident, you admire the build of it. Uh, you sort of trace your eyes along and you, you see the sort of the intricate carvings along it. Your eyes drift up towards the sort of amethyst gem embedded in the, mm. the head of it. Uh, and you do notice that something is different. There is an additional gem in your trident. What colour gem is in my trident? Interesting first question. It's like a cloudy blue. Ooh. I think, you know, we're, we're miles from this giant. I think Tala's going to be like, oh, shit. And she's just going to, like, look out and see if she can see Bodhi anywhere. Bodhi's probably tinkering in his shed. Bodhi, Bodhi <laughs> at this point, is kind of... There are just a couple of, like, scratches and gouges in the decking and in the... Just the wood of the boat from the acid rain that he's been kind of, like, slowly polishing out. Um, and it's, it's just kind of, like, admiring his work. Basically sort of making sure that the integrity of the of the hull and, and the planks that, we're, that we stand on are viable mm. for seafaring. Um, um, and I think he's just admiring the, 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 the deck of the ship as we speak. Perfect. That is, God, this is beautiful. I, Beavis, Beavis, come over here. Oh, look at that. Look, look at that. Look at the sheen on this deck, eh? Beavis, uh, like, hunkers down and unfortunately is the same height as Bodhi stood. He sort of just runs a finger across the deck, rubs it together. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's a really, that's a good finish on the deck. Good job. Good job, everyone. Good job. Mary A. Splinter. That is what we like to see. Well done, everyone. Well done. Drinks on me. (laughs) Bodhi, can I borrow you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, What do you need? (laughs) Is that funny work of Bodhi scampering? (laughs) As you come towards Tala, she just holds out her trident and is like, um, so it's got a new gem on it. And I didn't uh, know whether you could discern what that means or if it does anything. Well, it's it's nice to see you're accessorizing. Um, I didn't put it there. Huh? This kind of just happens. 
So I used it to kill the Aboleth, and then when I killed the Aboleth, there was a gem on it, and now it does psychic damage, and now it's got a new gem on it, and I don't put them there, but they keep appearing. Bodhi just kind of pinches the, the bridge of his nose for a second and goes, right, just yeah, just another um, weird, mysterious thing uh, for us to, to, to handle. Great! <laughs> um, all right, let's take a look. Let's take a look. Investigation? Arcana check. That's a 15. Based on what Taylor told you about the trident, um, how the amethyst appeared, and... It, started returning to her hand and started doing psychic damage. You sort of take a look, you sniff it, you lick it. Uh, it seems as though it's a magical stone if no one else put it in there. You would need to do some sort of in actual arcane investigation to work out what's, what's going on. Um, but what you can deduce is that it is aquamarine. Well, look, the, the good news is that the stone is an aquamarine. I don't know why that's good news, but, um, you know, I, I just, look, I'm just trying to give you good news, bad news, um, and that's the good news that I've got for you. It's aqu aquamarine. The bad news is I haven't got a clue what it does. I can, I, you know, I can take a take a little look um, a little later if you want. I can take a look now, but um, it might take 10 minutes or so. Yeah, have a, I mean, we, we were just sailing, so unless I desperately need it, you can have it for 10 minutes. All right, brilliant. Um, and I think Bodhi just sort of plonks himself down on the deck, basically where they are, and just starts ritual casting detect magic. Okay. While Bodhi's doing that, would anyone like to do anything else? What's, what's Lizette up to? Lizette Major is the sea person. They sort of do the sweeping and the washing and the buffing and the sort of the everything that they that they have to do, especially now that Emmett is um, dead. So, well, have they taken on new responsibilities with Emmett no longer here? They would have tried to fill the gap left behind, yeah. That's fine. That makes sense then that Tyler would maybe check in on them just to make sure that they're okay and they're not feeling overworked or overwhelmed or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, so they they are they are there swabbing the deck. That deck is, deck is getting thoroughly swabbed. And as you approach, they uh, they say, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, just uh, swabbing the deck. You know how it is. I hear Bodhi's been working hard on it, so hopefully it's better now with less holes. Well, there's fewer holes. <laughs> I just wanted to check that you are okay since we're a sans Emmett. Oh, he was uh, a bit of a chocolate teapot, really. Okay. Easy in the eye, but... Uh, not too much of a loss, then. You're not like overwhelmed by taking on whatever he was doing before. It's just less to distract, you know. Okay. Are you, you all right, Captain? You, uh, you all right? You're, uh, coping well? Yeah, good. Coping, coping how so? Just, uh, generally? Yeah. Good. Is, is there a reason I shouldn't be coping? Well, there's the, there's the incubus and the, the sea snake and the acid rain. Yeah. And whatever's happening today, presumably something often is. I mean, today seems okay so far. Weather's nice. Yeah. No, we're good. You know, ships, you know, new ship. You got to get all the bad stuff out of the way at the start. And then... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, uh, you been to Dormus before? No. Have you? Yeah. 200 years ago, maybe. Okay. How is it? It's all right. Great. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you have any insights when we get there... Oh, I don't really speak the language is a problem. Um... Oh, I do. So that's all good. Oh. Uh, they, they seem genuinely impressed. <laughs> at least I assume that it would be the same, but I can't say for well, sure. it's mostly Dwarvish. Uh, there's some... Giganticism's in there as well, but uh, I can't speak either, so... No, well then, yeah, we should be fine. Um, but, you know, if you know places to avoid or places we should go, we can do oh, it. Oh, uh, and they, they sort of lean on their mop and, and look thoughtfully up into the sky and say, um, well, when I was there last, there was a nice a nice little uh, underground place. Oh, but it's all underground, really. 
Um, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, is it like in the mountains? Yeah. It's like built into the mountains, isn't it? Okay. Did you? Oh, I'm sorry. You've not been? Nope. Well, when I was there, it was all built into the mountains, like little houses coming out of it. Uh, quite rocky. Cool. Lots of metal at the time. Um, although they didn't have steam power then, but, uh, you know, technology advances. Mm, mm-hmm. And, uh, ooh. Yeah, little underground place. It was it was called like Rock Bottom or something, or it translated to Rock Bottom. That was nice. A bit rough, but uh, I didn't mind it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know that we've got someone who's been, because none of us have as far as I'm aware. So I think uh, Evelyn's been. Perfect. Then we've got two crew members who know more than we do. Well, again, I've not been there for several years, and, and Evelyn doesn't like to talk about it, so... Is she not a fan? It's hard to say with Evelyn. She's mostly banter. Quite threatening banter, but I think it's banter. Hmm, I like it. Yeah. Okay, well, as long as you're good, that's fine. I just wanted to check in. I'm great. I say, uh, Emmett wasn't much good, and what he did do, he mostly did badly, so... I think Tyler just, like, laughs and just kind of, like, puts a hand on their, their upper arm, and it's like, okay, good, I'll stop bugging you now. Oh, you're not bugging me at all. Uh, it's just, uh, didn't much care for Emmett, truth told. Quite pleased to see him gone. Sad to hear was a demon. Yeah. Which is a phrase, isn't mm, it? Mm-hmm. I think it's best not to mull on it for too long, you know? No. 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 Um, can I draw no. a little insight just to just yeah. to make extra sure? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, you know, there's no vibes. Lizette's energy is exquisite. I love it. That's a 23. Uh, a 23. Yeah. Lizette is being very smiley and nice, but does feel a little uncomfortable that the most senior member of the ship has just walked up to them directly and feels as though this is like a test. Oh, sure, sure. And it's kind of like when you're in an entry-level job and the and CEO, the CEO yeah. walks in the office and just like sits down next to you and is like, so tell me what you're doing. What are you up to? <laughs> like, what's, what's this? And you're there thinking, uh, it's a spreadsheet. I can tell you that much. Can I roll any kind of persuasion or charisma, anything to like make... Ta- like, Tala is just genuinely kind of chill with everyone and doesn't like she she is the captain and like push comes to shove that she oh, no, she's in charge absolutely but. no like it's not like tyler's got this reputation of being a gigabitch no i know <laughs> but i just i just want to make them feel less uh roll me a persuasion check please that is a gentle 14 gentle 14 um you're not coming across as being particularly like officious you're not coming across as being particularly harsh or mean mm. like you're genuinely checking in and i think lizette gets that you are checking in mm. but there is no way to just check in like just within hierarchy it's very difficult to just check in without it mm. seeming a bit loaded yeah sure i think because in tala's previous work she's like trained up and so she's known everyone from like yeah. the levels as she's moved it's been less weird to suddenly be in yeah. charge because like she's known people for longer whereas now it's like oh everyone just automatically is well I, I think Tala would be at the very least aware that like having that sort of more calm relaxed friendship dynamic mm. within employee settings comes first from a place of respect yeah and these people respect you insofar as they understand that you're in charge mm. and they have seen you do some badass stuff yeah but that other that sort of earned respect is still to come yeah Mm. and once that comes and they understand that you respect them back sure then it can all sort of soften and relax because really you've known these people for three days i know i know it's longer it's longer than that yeah we've been saying it's it's not been you have not known them very long no that's cool that's all good i just wanted to make sure that i think that is something that's worth saying to everyone is that if the crew do seem as though they're being a bit weird it's not that they don't trust you or that they're planning a coup necessarily (laughs) it's just that they have not known you that long some of them are very uncomfortable talking to people that are important 
yeah. which is why you have line managers. Cool. I just wanted to make sure I was giving off the right vibes, so that's all good. I think I think that's that's fair. I, I leave them to it, and I'll head back over to Birdie. Skylar, while the slightly uncomfortable conversation with Lizette is going on, is there anything <laughs> that you would like to have done? Don't say that, no! I'm going to do an, a perception roll of 26 to find someone who is maybe looking upset or stressed or something like that. Interestingly, most of the people in the rigging department, your, your direct reports, are all fairly happy. You do actually see the the only dwarven member of the ship, Evelyn Alexander, the gunner, who is currently tinkering with uh, one of the ballistae. Like, like, keeps making tiny mistakes and disproportionately reacting to it. Mm. And there's there's a lot, like a lot of swearing in dwarven, uh, which I don't think Skylar speaks necessarily, no. but that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't understand it. I can, I can <laughs> tell a swearing dwarf a mile away. So, um, who is her line manager? Uh, that'll be Beavis Travis. I am going to um, speak to Beavis. You see Beavis go up to Bodie, they have a conversation, and Bodie then heads towards Tyler, and you see Beavis then start to head back down below deck, like he opens the hatch. Like, as you clock him, mm-hmm. he's opening the hatch. Uh, I imagine you very coolly grab onto a rope and, like, yeah, slide close. down with gloves. Beavis! Can I just uh, speak to you for a moment? Yeah, hi. Uh, Skylar, yes, hi. Uh, yeah, so, um, hey. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I just noticed the uh, the dwarven gunner. Ah. He kind of, like, points. It sort of peers and looks. Oh, yeah, Evelyn. Um, ah, that's it, Evelyn. She just seems like she's a little bit stressed. Um, <sighs> have you checked in with her at all? Not since this afternoon. I can, I can, I can go. Yeah, I can, I can go and check with her now. If you, yeah, like if you're not busy. She does look quite stressed, doesn't she? Is there anything? No. And like, it looks as though he wants to say something, but doesn't know if he should say it. What is it? Can you roll me a persuasion check? That's a nineteen. It's just she mentioned that she uh, doesn't love. That we're going to Dormus, mm. and I'm 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 guessing that she's got some bad stuff there. It hasn't really told any of us what's going on there. Right. I'll I'll, I'll go I'll go check that she's all right. Yeah. I absolutely. just I um, just think that it might be a little bit much if it's coming from me, uh, going over there and digging around in her business. But like you know, you're kind of like her person to go to who then comes to talk to like myself or Tyler or you know Bodhi so yeah find out how she's doing find out if there's anything that we can do to help like if we need to just make sure that we don't give her any business on shore even you know like if we just keep her on the boat like Whatever she needs to feel comfortable we can work with I think that that might be a good a good shout anyway Yes, I'll go. I'll go check. Communication is one of the lowest things on this ship. Just reminding everyone. Oh yeah. Skylar, after having that quick chat with Beavis, uh, he looks at you, nods, and uh, looks over to Evelyn. Climbs out of the trapdoor that he was headed down, and gets up on the back half of the ship towards the ballista and starts having a chat with her. Presumably, Skylar, you scurry back up to your crow's nest and resume your navigatorial duties uh, and carving carving but i'm not going to let i'm not going to let people know that i'm slacking <laughs> bodhi you have been detecting magics on tala's yeah. trident yes it is well, magical thank goodness 
Okay, so you're magical. <laughs> right. Um, now, I wonder uh, if I can... Can you roll me an arcana check, please? <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I thought you were going to make me um, roleplay out my, my thinking. Show, you, show your thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is a nine. Nine. It is certainly a magical trident. You get that, the schools of magic you have from it. One is... So there, there's a bit of conjuration magic okay. on the trident. And there is a bit of abjuration magic on the trident as well. Interesting. The nine, you can't really deduce anything else other than what detect magic has told you. I, I'll, I'll give you this. It does feel a little bit like there is something missing. Okay. And whether that is a new thing or not, you couldn't say, because I don't think you've analysed this trident at all. This is probably the most time that you've been able to spend around it while Tyler isn't flinging it at someone. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, good mm-hmm. to know, good to know. I think uh, Bodhi just sort of uh, sits on the deck and just continues to um, look at it and uh, just essentially is just uh, looking around, kind of waiting for <laughs> waiting for Tyler to come back. Tyler comes back, she's with you, and she's just like, so what's the verdict? Gem do something just pretty it is difficult for me to say because um i don't have identify but um okay what i could find out uh, was um well first of all it, it <laughs> kind of feels like um you know when you get a cracked tooth and like you, you, your tongue kind of goes over the gap and kind of goes like oh there's something not quite right there like um not in a bad way but just like a, um something's missing um, from it, uh, and uh, I couldn't tell you what. Um, is it like when you climb a set of stairs and you think there's one more than there is, and you like go to step and your foot like? Yeah, that's uh, honestly probably a better analogy. Thank you very much, Captain. No worries, um, I've never cracked a tooth, so I was trying to find something that might be similar. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. He smiles at you, and he's got like four or five gold teeth. Um, yeah, no, he's me got the neither. At all. Teeth. <laughs> what I did find out uh, was. There were there were conjuration and abjuration magics in this uh, in this trident. If you were to if you were to sort of describe what the tr- the trident do, what would you say it do? <laughs> well, it was a, a normal trident, and then uh, I fought the Avalith, and then it had a gem in it that was not there before, and it okay. started to return to my hand when I wanted it to. Okay, sounds like conjuration magic, Bodhi. Sounds a lot like conjuration there. And then. The gem that was in it also, uh, you know, hurts th- people's brains. So mm-hmm. it's like more damage, but it's like oh. mental damage. I just get a sense that that's what's happened, <laughs> you know. I mean, that is interesting because that doesn't uh, really hit the nail on the head as far as um, abjuration goes. So, but abjuration might be the new gem, which we don't know what it does yet, because well, I've exactly. not hit anything yet. So some of the some of the some of the spells that um, I can think of off the top of my head, um, shield, um, uh, mage armor, uh, 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 tiny hut, um, could be Leoman's, could be anyone's really. Um, I feel like that's some propa- proprietary thing that Leoman did that I don't really a- a- attest to myself, but hey ho. Um, could be tiny. Yeah, well, it could be. Uh, <laughs> Resilient sphere, things like that, things that kind of barricade. I think I need to find something to stab with my trident. Yeah, I think you do. Or just ask... Like, I'm not in a rush, but, you know. I mean, maybe you could just ask it to kind of protect you as well, because that that could... If, if, if your trident knows its master's voice, then you could just ask it to, like, help, and it might just do it. I love Tyler's response, but he's like, 
Oh, it's like protective magic. Oh, I need to stab something. Yeah. <laughs> I think because Tyler's like, cool, I'm only going to know what this thing is when I'm using it in combat. So I need to find yeah. a combat situation until I will realize what it does. <laughs> yeah. it's, just very, it's just very funny to me. <laughs> yes. It's a very barbarian response. They are very mm-hmm. different responses. <laughs> and Look, both are valid. What I could do is magic missile, yeah? Okay. Like, it won't do much damage, I don't think. It's just going to be like... I don't think you can hit me with that. <laughs> That's a very good point. Tala just, like, looks down at her little brooch, because uh, Alicia hasn't remembered. That would um, spoil my fun. I can take it off, so. It's fine, you don't have to, to be fair. No, no, it's good. Tala takes off the brooch and just, like, hands it to Bodhi temporarily. All right, all right. Um, and she just, like, I guess holds the trident and, like... <laughs> thinks protective thoughts because Bodhi has said to think protective thoughts and Tala trusts Bodhi (laughs) I guess she just stands like across the other side of the ship and just like waits to be hit with a magic missile I get the feeling they almost do like the dual parameters (laughs) of turning round at the spot and then like moving 10 steps uh, away and the entire time like Bodhi's just like (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be great so Um, Skylar if you were watching this interaction you'd have seen Bodhi like frowning at Tala's trident them having a conversation them separating them turning on each other other members of the crew on the deck are all just kind of backing away Hmm. not in a there's gonna be an altercation kind of way but in a I just just don't want to be near it I don't want to be near it I think Tala would probably say to would you like it's just a training exercise we're not fighting. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> as 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 Bodhi says that, he, uh, yeah, he'll turn. <laughs> Tom, now's now's the time for the reveal. Pull your face off. Who are you really? <laughs> it's skinless Bodhi. <laughs> I I kind of dip uh, dip my hand into the uh, overall dungarees uh, that I've got. Fling my hand up, and from the uh, water that's in there, three little sort of like fish made of water just sort of like swim into the air little fighting fish each one just like swims directly towards Tala um, and tries to bite okay Tom roll me a d4 Uh, that's only two points of damage okay Tala you take six force damage as these as these fighting fish made of water strike you well not water but you know force so thinking protective thoughts did nothing afraid not no how'd it go I mean it hurt a little Uh, nothing was different though you just kind of hit me with some fish. Do you want to try again? I mean, Tyler, I imagine like you you sort of try and fend off these magical fish that fly through the yeah, air. Yeah, she tries to use the trident for some kind of protective, um, I don't know. To anyone watching, and Tyler, you would notice this as well, being the target, no matter how much you try and fend off these magical fighting fish, I guess, they just zoop around any attempt to block mm. or dodge mm. as though like they will hit you regardless of anything they will hit you so this must be the wrong spell that Bodhi's picked possibly the wrong type of spell or maybe just a, a gross misinterpretation <laughs> of what the trident hasn't told you it can yeah, do yeah 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 um, <laughs> we connected some dots and got all yeah, the way there it's, it's like you've yeah. done a dot to dot but it was supposed to be a house and you've you've got a you've got a shark somehow <laughs> I don't know Oh, hello. Welcome aboard. You're all wet. Come in and dry off. This place, it's the middle bit. It's where I, Josh, speak to you, the listener, about all sorts of real-world goodness. Now, don't worry. We all know what all of our magic items here do. Relax. And I think you should have a sip of some lovely warmed sake. 
first, Mockery Manor, the hit podcast series, are returning for their third season. Spring 1996, newly minted managers JJ and Parker are opening Claytonville, Mockery Manor's brand new rootin' tootin' cowboy theme park. But when a country and western star is murdered in the park on the opening day, JJ falls under suspicion, and it's up to Betty Armstrong P.I. to exonerate her sister and crack the case. Search for Mockery Manor on the socials and in the podcatcher of your choice to be one of the first to hear the brand new season launching on the 16th of May 2023. Which means if you're listening to this episode on the day of release, that would be tomorrow! Next, Quill and Inklings 2023 summer tour of Don Quixote is going to be the one show you don't want to miss. Alonzo Quexano, or was it Quixano, has a big problem. He reads too many books. Like all who indulge in this dangerous practice, he has lost his mind, changed his name, and now fancies himself a knight-errant to the great consternation of his family, tenants, neighbours, peasants, lovers, innkeepers, traders, and the odd travelling noble. Head on over to quillandinkling.com or find them on social media at quillandinkling for more info. And hey, if you do come see it this summer, you might see one or two familiar faces or hear a few familiar voices. And finally, Actual Play UK have got a full schedule of delicious TTRPG content for your eyes and ears, with a full summer schedule of streamed TTRPGs from some of the UK's best and brightest TTRPG content creators. Follow them on Twitter and Twitch by searching for Actual Play UK. And uh, here's a date for the diaries for you. On the 15th and 22nd of September 2023, I will be running a two-shot using my new favourite system, Shiver. Remember that from our Halloween special? There'll be more info on that coming soon. And hey, while you're online, why not make sure you are double, triple, quadruple following us at Dice and a Slice on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, where the sketches have been written. We just haven't done them yet, but we will. Infinity support and love to Ben and Rooney, who are supporting us in return on Ko-Fi. They are enabling our cake habit, and we love them for it. And of course, I have to thank the talented Alicia for being a great editor, co-producer, and, and here's a cheeky little compliment, for being so gosh damn pretty as well. And now, back to the action. We connected some dots and got all yeah, the way there. It's, it's like you've yeah. done a dot to dot, but it was supposed to be a house and you've you've got a you've got a shark somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I think Tyler just wanders back to Bodie and just like takes her brooch back and pins it back on and is like <laughs> I'll I'll find out at some point. Yeah. As long as it's not going to explode when I use it, then, you know, all good. I mean, that's not very abjurative, to be fair, but, um, you know, you never know. (sighs) Dismissed? Uh, I think Tala just, like, mentally pings to Skylar and is like, hey, Skylar, do you want to come down here for a sec? I don't know. Do I? Oh, yeah. We we were just testing magic shit. All right. Okay. Hang on. So he just drops down. Oh, once we're all in a huddle, Tala's just like, I, I know we've said we're going to Dormus. Do we know anything about Dormus? Do we know anything about giant nearby? Or like, do we need to be prepared? I mean, we're going to a city. So, I mean, it's not on us if they're not prepared for giants. Sure. Do any of us know anything about Dormus? Would any of us have any knowledge? I imagine Skylar probably doesn't know too much. No. Bodhi probably knows a fair bit. Tala might have heard quite a bit from the various dwarves in Nakoti. Mm-hmm. So let's have history checks from Tala and Bodhi, please. That's a very respectable 17 for Tala. Ooh, dirty 20. Whoop. Nice. We'll go with Tala's knowledge first. 
tell you now that Dormus has got quite a, quite a loose system of government, I suppose. they It's sort of a meritocracy. The better you are at stuff, the more important you are. Nice. They are quite secretive about the materials they use for the construction of their vessels mm-hmm. uh, and of their armor and weaponry as well, to the extent that if a dwarf were to become part of the Nakoti city guard, they would not be allowed to take their equipment from Dormus over to Nakoti. It has to sort of remain in Dormus or in use of, of the Dormus parliament. Ah, so they've got like patents and shit for all their stuff, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. The dwarves that you spoke to uh, in Nakoti didn't talk much about the giants there mm. but the the dwarves and the giants live together but just not in the city so the city of dormus itself it's mostly dwarvish Dwarf. okay. the giants tend not to stick to like urbanized areas just because of, of limitations the, the, yeah. The, yeah the 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 size the, the materials there, there are various limitations that that sort of preclude that and they do work together However, it is a very much a harmonious relationship. There is no okay. uh, no no violence there. And a bonus bit of information for Tala, because I feel like it's the sort of thing she would have been interested in. Every 10 years, they have an athletics competition. Ooh. <laughs> Brilliant. Olympics. Nice. It's, it's, it's called the Decathlon. Excellent. Bodie. Yes. Your knowledge of Dormus comes more from a been there mm-hmm. sort of situation. Well, it's, it's more specifically fled through there sort of situation. <laughs> the people of Dormus <laughs> are very, uh, they are quite respectful of nature and the environment around them. A lot of the buildings there are built directly into the mountains, but they don't, like, build through certain mineral veins. They don't build around... Like, they, they build around stuff. They try and leave things as they as they are. The city of Dormus backs straight onto the Cognos Forest, which is where your bad crime happened. Absolutely. And, like, they, they treat the Cognos Forest with a great deal of reverence as well. Oh, no. Um, you are aware that while there is the Cognos Forest on the surface below the surface there is like uh there's like a petrified forest oh, uh, like a like a mineral rock forest oh wow which is very cool they do not let outsiders go into the mines there are mines beneath the mountains they are quite tough on crime in dormus um <clears throat> but a lot of their crimes are more to it's basically one of those things of if you inconvenience other people in a significant way that is a crime because they are all working together to try and make stuff as good as possible right. and if you are if you are not part if you're not with them you are against them and being against them is a crime right oh boy. but they're very welcoming to visitors you know they they welcome in foreign dignitaries Tyler you would know that they do have a pretty good alliance um with the capital oh no this could both poorly for us <laughs> and that is sort of all of the info you guys have about Dormus, other than Bodhi, I'm just going to give you free information that you know where the ports are, roughly, and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I, I I definitely start start with that and give all of the information that I have, and probably just say, which kind of leads me on to say, um, things could, could go poorly if they remember who I am and what I did when I was one of Scourge's crew. Um, okay. Oh. Can I just clarify something on that? When you say if they realize or if they remember who you are, is that like the city as a whole or is it specific members 
of the city that we just need to keep you away from because that is two very different issues. It is, it is. And not to deflect the the, the question, it was quite difficult for me to see because I was running quite fast. It was a bit of a blur. So I have to be honest, I don't remember who saw me and who I need to avoid, which I think is kind of what I was like, it's, it's what I was getting at in the, the city as a whole could be. Well, I mean, like you're not, you're not like so unusual looking that someone would instantly know you were the exact same person. Like, you know, we can just give you a hat and maybe some glasses or something and a new jacket. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we can just make you look different. Like you up and make you look like a dwarf. Like you were just running through, like there's no way they can go, oh, that must be exactly the same person yeah. because sometimes people just look similar. Yeah, of course. I, I, I can always, um, you know, disguise myself whilst I'm, in, whilst I'm in the city as well, just in case. That's but, much more suspicious. You know what? I love, no, no, I, I love that Tyler's <laughs> like, we'll give you like some glasses and a fake moustache and Bodie's there like, oh no, I can just like cast a spell on myself <laughs> to disguise self. And Tyler's like, that's really suspicious. <laughs> look, if someone has got like, if they've got magic senses or if there is some kind of magic person mm-hmm. that knows you are casting disguise self, that immediately says, I shouldn't be here and my identity is hidden. I don't know what you mean because um, uh, in the in the not too distant past, um, things went so well when I cast disguise mm. self. Uh, well, no, I do uh, see your point. To be fair, I mean, they've always had a really great relationship with Nakodi, which has been great, oh. but it might mean that there's a bounty out for me and Skylar. So, you know, we might all be potentially in trouble, but oh, I mean, I'm listen. just a guy. Mm, but you're a guy that's wanted by the queen. So... In oh. the, like, sitcom version of this, there was a smash cut to the bounty board <laughs> at the last hope. Yeah. Just yeah. like with Tyler's name and then it's like a, like a, a pan across to Skylar's name. I'm just, I'm just some guy. Like, I'm just some brunette guy. That's true. The bounties don't have any faces that you're aware of. You've not seen any posters with your face on. Yeah, really? I'd like to see someone try to speed sketch me. Was it not me? in the Nakoti booklet that Bodhi gave me? You were described, but Twinkie Elf with an undercut. <laughs> There's quite a yeah, few of them yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. We're not planning to be there for ages. We just need to go and find a healer. So I'm thinking if as long as we don't look just a little differently and just act normal we should be fine yeah i right? would say my distinguishing feature is my ooze right now <laughs> yeah yeah your wound is is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, to yeah. be fair i wasn't quite as translucent as i am now uh last i was here either so <laughs> um there's that <laughs> yeah we got some other distinguishing features yeah. going on that i think are going to take precedent exactly um Cool. I just thought we'd check in because we were like, yeah, let's go to Dormus. And then I saw a giant walking and I was like, well, do we need to check in? But we're good. Are you sure it was a giant or uh, was the perspective just off a little bit? I mean, how how big do you think those trees are? And Tala like points in the distance to like whatever the trees were that she saw a giant. I don't know. I'm half blind in one eye. Uh, my my depth perception is terrible. It could be Hang broccoli. On. Are you actually half blind in one eye? No. Okay. No. Why I'm, are you doing this? Why are you like this? I'm, 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 <laughs> if I'm entirely honest, I'm very nervous about going to Dormus, but uh, and it's coming it's coming out in 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 a way that um, makes me slightly impish. Oh, okay. Is that what this is? Impish. I like to think so. <laughs> All right, we'll put it down as impish. Um, if it helps, I think some of the crew have been there before, so, you know, they might just be more familiar with the place. Lizette's been... Evelyn's been, but doesn't seem too happy to talk about it, so... Right, right. Okay, 
I mean, that's that's something that to unpack later, but... <laughs> if you guys were to turn and look towards the rack, Evelyn and Beavis are, like, talking, and she's just, like, putting her hand out, and he's, he's passing her a tool. You hear just, like, a shout. He jumps, takes the tool, gives a different tool. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. It's real. Helping your dad fix the car energy. Oh, sure. yeah, also, yeah, who's yeah. joined them is uh, Eileen, who is a blonde halfling who always seems to be cradling a uh, bottle of alcohol with three big X's on it. <laughs> Eileen is the armorer uh, who sort of takes care of small arms and munitions. Always has like like determined mischief. Sure, it's as though they're trying to seduce the world into having a go. Oh, okay. sure. Incredible. Yeah. Also, I really struggled when you said they're in charge of managing or maintaining small arms because they're a halfling. I just really, I, I lost it mentally a little bit. Oh, they're they're <laughs> only only in charge of T-Rexes. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, they, we, we do, we are forgetting the flotilla of T-Rexes downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Bodie looks reproachfully over Eileen thinking, come in for my shtick, I see you. Um, and... <laughs> Kind of, kind of claps his hands, hands together in a, in what can only be described as a very British uh, sign of right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to go and uh, take five minutes or so to, just to replenish me uh, me spells. Just wake me up. It says Bodhi as his skin is rapidly drying out. <laughs> Gotta go fill his boots. <laughs> Gotta go powder me nose. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Bodhi jumps in the tub. Everyone uh, goes about their days, and you start to doodly, 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 doodly do your way over to. Dormus, uh, keeping your eye on the port side. In preparation for Dormus, Tala's just going to change into like piratey clothes, just to like really lean into the captain of a ship thing. So you're going to dress as piratey as you can, Not excessively piratey. I mean, like as piratey possible for what Tala has. So like, Go on, you know, she she'll kind of wear like a long sleeved, but kind of like sits mostly off the shoulder top with like some kind of corset thing, and then like baggier, kind of pantaloony things rather than like tight things and. Some kind of belt thing with her weapons attached to it. Lots of things. The less guardy <laughs> and more captainy she can look. Maybe some kind of hat. I don't know. Like a pirate hat? No, not a pirate hat. Just a jaunty hat with a feather. Where did she get this from? I just feel like we've accumulated shit. You have not been in a lot of places where you can get hats. However, you guys did spend a lot of time at The Last Hope. And I imagine that there is a part of Tyler that was like, well, if I'm going to be a pirate captain, I need to have pirate captain clothes. <laughs> yeah, really I almost feel sense. like Tiny might have been like, I've bought you a hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tiny, Tiny, definitely. Just in case you want to. <laughs> I think she's just conscious of the bounty on her head. So, yeah, she's going to. This is a very different life for Tyler. And she's like, you know, I'm going to lean into it because it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm going to embrace it. Yeah. I wear the exact same shit I always wear. Which we yes. all know is a leather waistcoat. No. Tight. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is. It is tight trousers. And then, yeah, it's the priest robe. <laughs> with the belt sash. Love it. Um, Bodhi, Bo- Bodhi, what are you wearing? Bodhi's wearing his waders and probably not much else. He's already ruined one leather vest of his. It's 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 become boiled beef. Ew. <laughs> horrible sentence. Why? Very, very, very angry. <laughs> very angry, Tom. I'm very angry. It's just expanded and and uh, become really kind of soggy and horrible. Um, so he's, he's just fashioned himself some nice, like, protective pads for his shoulders. Shoulders, uh, so that he can wear the wear the waders and not much else. Tala definitely brings you a bandana to like wear around your head. Oh yeah, just no, actually, because a... you've got like quite you've got like red hair, don't you? Yeah, which will be yeah. distinctive. Just dip his head in tar. That is actually it. <laughs> <laughs> so your options are are thus: there is wear a casual bandana or. 
dunk yourself in tar. These yeah. are these are your two choices. I think I'll go for option A. Thank <laughs> or you. Shave it. Shave it off. Option A. A. <laughs> this is my fantasy. I can have hair in my fantasy. Oh, oh. No, you can't. I love this. We're ready. We look like pirates. We're doing it. With Surfile to the port side of your ship, you carry on towards Dormus. As it begins to hove into view, you basically find yourselves in a spot that is equidistant from Style and Dormus. Huh. The two places are quite close together, separated by maybe 30 miles at the most, 20 miles at the least. And yeah, you, you can see you can see Style to the starboard side. The sort of the buildings glistening in the sun. There's sort of the large marble walls around the outside as well. The oxidized copper roofs contrasted to your left by just these huge stone walls that surround Dormus. They appear to be natural but crafted in a sense that Skylar you might find somewhat familiar as the elves in Oasis sort of shape the wood and the natural stuff instead of destroying it and building with it. Okay, yeah, sure. It, seem, it seems as though the residents of Dormus have done a similar thing uh, with the stonework That's there. Cool. As you sort of move through this nearest point between these two cities, you then see the area that you would need to go to in order to dock. You see the shipping lane which is set out by some boys. Some boys. Yeah, I just thought I'd leave a little bit of room there <laughs> for anyone who wants to talk about boys. It's Hang on, boys. what are they made of? Because boys in our world are like big plastic things. So what are these boys? Fresh. Some, some boys are made of it's metal. Just some guys, Alicia. I don't know what's so good. I just want to know what men are made of. No one knows. <laughs> nope, not going near it. Skylar, can you roll me a perception check, please, as you are the navigator and also the lookout? Ow. Well, that was uneventful. A 16. 16. Uh, Skylar, you see a lot of boats. Um, indicating where uh, the docks might be. You notice these boats are all of a similar sort of style. Not particularly elegant, not particularly like brutalist, I guess, mm-hmm. in design. They seem to be made of wood that has been practically shaped and made. These are not elven boats. They are not dwarven boats. Uh, they seem to be like human boats. Okay. Based on what you've seen from ships and stuff like that, they all have a very similar look to them. Okay, so they're just kind of like, so they're not elaborate and they're not minimal, so they're just boats? They, I mean, yeah, they're made of quite a dark, <laughs> they're made of quite a dark wood. Okay, sure. They do have flags, they are bearing colours, um, but you yeah, don't I wouldn't know, know what, what they those colours are. But you see them, and you can see them because of your vantage point. You've got a telescope as well, I imagine. How's everything looking? Uh, there's a lot of boats. They all kind of look the same. Kind of human, I guess. Human? What? Yeah, wow, there's a lot of them. Huh. Humans, that is. And boats. Oh, I thought you meant the boats looked like humans, and it was really, ah! really weird. No, oh, God. N- no, I mean, I- I've got good eyes, guys, but you can see the boats, right? Um, if you guys were to get to the prow <laughs> and without a telescope, looking where Skylar told you, you might like be able to see them. No, I think I, I, I trust uh, I trust Skylar's judgment. I'm on the deck of the boat, making sure that the book of spells that I have that needs protection from water is wrapped in its oilcloth. The secret tome kind of just goes into the, the, the front of my waders, just in case. It's kind of like a just-in-case hidden uh, yeah, book. Sure. In case of emergency, read books. Yes. <laughs> you then move closer. It takes you maybe an hour to get close enough now that you guys can see the boats with your bare eyes and in fact you can start to see details of them Tala, what are you up to? 
I think she's just like patiently waiting. She might, if she's at the prow, just probably like brushing up on her dwarvish just to herself, making sure that she remembers sure. as, as much as she thinks she does. Because she's yeah. not had to use it in quite a while, apart from like odd words to Beerbeard. Mm-hmm. As all of you are on this boat and going past Dormus, you do see that there are people on the walls. Again, you can't quite make them out because they're quite far from the shore itself. It seems to be well guarded. Um, not as though they're expecting an attack necessarily, but just well guarded because there are lots of pirates yeah. around. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of them. <laughs> Tala, as you all sit at the prow looking around, you, like I say, you can start to see the boats now. And actually, you've got quite good vision mm-hmm. because of your barbarian stuff. Whoop, whoop. Tala, you do recognise the colours being flown by these boats. Oh, uh, fuck. Fuck off with their Nakoti flags. Josh, Josh. These are Nakoti flags. <gasps> what? Uh, hang on. Okay, what boats? Are we talking like merchant boats? Are we talking like aggressive army boats. Oh, Tala, that's such a good oh, question. Goodness. Stop Tala, it! Tala, now you can see these boats and you're actually like, you've noticed the colours and you're sort of hoving. They're not shaped like humans. You're sort of yeah. looking at the yeah, end. They're not people swimming <laughs> with, with other people on their back. Yeah. Now that you've noticed them and you think back to the many boats that you saw while you were out in Nakoti, you realise that these are a type of boat that is only built and rolled out in very specific circumstances. Oh no, don't tell me they've got like a royal visit in Dormus. Absolutely I was don't. Say a sir. fucking coronation type royal visit. Yeah. Oh fuck. Or are they the mermaid boats? These are pirate hunters. Pirate <laughs> hunters is worse. What do you mean pirate hunters? <laughs> we had designated boats just to send out to pirates. Okay, listen, quick, everybody. Have we actually done anything piratey? Or are we just fancy boat goers? We're, we're, we're just a crew. We are just yeah, a we merry haven't, crew. We haven't, we haven't broken any laws. Tala's going to go like quickly change. Bodie's sweating, <laughs> yeah, sweating sure. and crying and pissing and shitting. Like, sure, sure. We've been to the last hope, but more like as tourists. Oh God. So just to be clear, these are these, are these ships that we would like send out to see when we thought pirates were near? Is that like what these boats are for? It's like police cars. But as boats. To be more specific, people refer to them as pirate hunters. Oh dear. Tala, while you were working in the in the city guard and as the royal guard, mm-hmm. they had a slightly more derogatory name, and that was bounty hunters. Ah, fuck. <gasps> That's these are these are these are basically the city guard equivalent of privateers. Oh, yeah, that's Tala's different. Yeah, that is different. Yeah. How, how yeah. does... T- and while these boats are significantly smaller than your boat, they are faster. How many are there? How many are there? Sorry, that was... A, I couldn't stop that from happening. <laughs> there are five that you can see and they're all sort of just in that main waterway there are boats just going past and they're not like harassing them or anything they are just floating there for the minute Skylar I don't know that they're Nakoti boats you don't you don't know any of this oh fuck what you do know Skylar with your very high passive perception Mm -hmm. is that under the water behind the boat there is a shape that is sort of for you to rationalise it as boat-shaped would be weird. I guess it's more like whale-shaped. I was going to say, Absolutely is it a whale-shaped? Absolutely not. What? And you sort of... I mean, how, how do you react, Skylar? You, you see this sort of shadow under the water. This, oh, there's a whale! So you, Skylar turns and points <laughs> and says, oh, there's a whale. Hey, guys, there's some kind of whale! The rest of the rigging crew all sort of look. Did you know that arca whales are psychopaths? So I really hope it's not them. Because you know what? They have learned... Guys, guys, have I told you about arca whales? And he's going to start 
just kind of nattering to someone in the rigging oh. about Tom <laughs> is furious at that absolute uh, slander on uh, the babies of the sea. What uh, the hell? I do also love orcas. Orca whales are psychopaths. They are the worst. No, orca whales, orca whales are predators. Dolphins are psychopaths. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, do- dolphins are psychopaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to look at the whale shadow. Skylar, <laughs> as you're telling everyone about the whale shadow, Tyler, you're going to rush over? I-, I think she's already in, like, fuck shit. And then before she can say anything to anyone, Skylar points out this whale shape. And I don't know whether Tyler would know what that was or, oh, that's the secret prison submarine. Or, like, I don't know. But sh- I guess you'll go and look. You go and look. Yeah. Tyler, as you get to the back of the boat, and look over the edge. Skylar, you see as well a ship come up from beneath the waves. It is a prison submarine. Oh, Alicia called it. Fuck. (laughs) And that is where we're going to leave this episode. No, sir. Oh my God. Fucking fuck. Let's talk about orca whales. Okay, Um, so, orca whales. What does the new gem in Tala's trident do? Will Skylar be able to get his curse lifted in Dormus? And do you think Bodhi is going to try and make the Sakylia submersible too? Chance should be a fine thing. But let's find out next time on Dice in a Slice. Why is it called Surfile? Because when I was naming the islands, I was like, what if I had everything that was like a name? Yeah. Because we started with reptile yeah. and we were sold on reptile. Style. And style. Um, and then I named all of the other islands. Yeah. My favourite is the tiny little um, uh, island with nothing but a lighthouse uh, on it. And it's a very large lighthouse. Erectile. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Josh. This is why you weren't around when we microscoped this land. <laughs> Josh, carry on. Josh, Josh, keep going. <laughs> keep going with the session, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>